0: And um, so in this episode, I have multi-instrumentalist Orlando Greenhill. He has been part of many projects, including um, the Artificial Ensemble, Create, Havelina Rail Company, and the Julie Man. Also creative of the Instant Band in Long Beach. Uh, This is my first time speaking with Orlando. So, but judging from his online presence, I think we share some musical interests and uh, influences. So, So when did you start playing instruments? Do you have a primary instrument that you learned first or...
1: Well, I started, um, it's funny, the first instrument that I ever played, excuse me, was actually, um, like the clarinet. I wish mm. I would have kept with it. You know, like in the fourth grade, they, they just want to give you that experience. Right. Um, then I changed the violin, the current, the, the most known instrument that I play is, um, the bass. And I, I started playing bass because, well, I really wanted to play guitar. This is like mm. in, the, in the seventh grade. Um, right. they didn't have a guitar and orchestra class. And my dad, um, may he rest in peace he actually recommended me to play bass and to be honest I didn't really know much about the bass until I started playing it and the rest is history that so that was like I was around around, I think around 12 maybe 12 or 13 I'm not sure yeah around 13 1988 somewhere around there like I started playing bass and I've been playing for over 30 something years
0: man (laughs) oh wow so you're like in your 40s like me I'm 47 how old are you if you don't mind me asking
1: I just turned 46 No, nah, I love my age uh, I just okay cool November 1st 74 man
0: so we're in the same yeah. definitely 73 so that's cool so you play stand-up bass too right yep oh yep. wow man I
1: started on that and and the electric pretty much around the same time and yeah dude I never thought that I would actually even you know have somewhat of a career doing it you know like I'm glad that I had encouraging parents and just the environment was cultivating it, you know, and and bass is like my main instrument. I play guitar and drums, too, but Bane and, and a little bit of vocals. But bass is like my main, you know.
0: Nice. Awesome. man. so so like I've been doing like these episodes with my friends, my music friends that I have had over the years, producers, guitar players. You know, I'm originally from the East Coast. So a lot of the guys I know that I grew up with are from like the D.C., Baltimore, uh new york philly area like going to hardcore shows and stuff like that what 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 is your first memory of your first hardcore metal show like as a kid what was the first shows that you went to and are you from cali originally from long beach or
1: yeah i'm from long beach california born and raised man um Uh funny thing is you're gonna laugh when i tell you this my dad being a musician that he is I mean, I grew up listening to all kinds of different music, but I can say as far as like hard rock, heavy metal, mm. my dad would take us to these gigs and some of these bands, you know, like were actually sort of what now, I guess people call Christian rock type bands. Cause we, you know, grew up as like Christians and stuff.
0: Oh, and my cool. dad,
1: he's from, he's from that era where it's like, you know, him and my mom came from the seventies. So they were listening to everything from like Zeppelin, the earth went in fire and all that stuff. So, you uh-huh. know, we got in the church, And it's just like, okay, let's check out some bands that are kind of like in that similar vein. So I think my first rock concert, man, was it DeGarmo and Key? I think that was the first hard, hard, hard rock band that I saw. It wasn't the first hard rock band that I heard. I mean, I liked Kiss because of the way that they looked. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like probably five years old looking at, you know, I think even before I even heard Kiss, it was just their image, you know, like them and Alice Cooper I thought looked pretty cool. And then later on... I began to like hear them like a a few years later. Um, But I can say my first hard rock concert was probably like when I was maybe around seven or eight, I'm not sure. Maybe even a little younger than that. As far as punk goes, I saw some like new wave band kind of in the same vein back in like 84. But as far as hardcore goes, um, shoot, the first hardcore gig that I went to actually, well, there was one band that actually played at Knott's Berry Farm. Wow. That I ended up kind of like, you know, I saw a bunch of kids slam dancing, and I'm like, let me join in on this. You know, I just watched the band and I thought it was cool. I was in the hardcore and stuff before I even saw that. But mm-hmm. like, um, I could say the first hardcore band I saw is a local band by the name of Childhood. They were called Blah. Um, they 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 went by um, that name later. But I was in the hardcore before I even saw that. You know, I got into hardcore via uh, Rodney on the Rock, the, the Mara Sunset Strip, and also Flipside Video. You know, like That's K-Rock a, guy from, a lot uh, of...
0: He's from K-Rock, correct? He's a legendary DJ from K-Rock. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay.
1: And, and deserves more props than he's been getting and deserves more respect as a DJ and also as a person that pretty much, like... That guy like opened up a lot of doors for like a lot of not only like punk, but also like a lot of the underground, like sort of rock scene in, 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 in L.A., mm-hmm. you know, um, was the home for like a lot of glitter rock bands and, and, and art rock bands and even from New York and the U.K. But um, yeah, that guy introduced me to like, he, you know, the germs and, and, and all that. I think the first right. hardcore band I ever heard was Suicidal Tendencies, though, because I remember they, I saw a video of them when I was like in the fourth grade. I didn't know what hardcore was then, but I just liked the way that the song kept getting faster and faster, it's institutionalized.
0: Right, 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 right. Yeah, Body few- Count does a great cover of that song, Institutional. Yeah, I
1: heard that, <laughs> I was cracking up, man. That's, <laughs> Ice-T had me dying laughing.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure, <laughs> dude, yeah. Um a few
1: years after that was Flipside Video on Cable Access. That was in the late 80s. So that's how I got into hardcore.
0: Awesome, man. So I know that in um, Cali, there's a big backyard scene, like with the punk bands and hardcore playing in the backyards. Is that going on in Compton and Long Beach, as far as like the underground backyard stuff? Did you I mean? Did you attend any of those shows, or yeah. are friends with any of those kids?
1: Um, I could say, like, yeah, I've been to some of those, even as an adult and stuff too. Some of my Sound Army kids, the, the collective that I belong to, have played those shows. I think huh. I played maybe one of them. I, it's like, but um, yeah, that's obviously COVID's not you know it's kind of hampering that. But definitely in Long Beach, that backyard scene is alive. Whether they're playing a lot of this newer indie stuff or like underground punk stuff, like um, yeah, the youth the youth that are into this stuff. It, I mean, it's it's so cool to see a lot of them, you know, not only playing the music but also like just cultivating that scene and encouraging so many different people and, and not I don't see as much how could I say this and maybe because of a, a lot of the youth that I know that everybody seems to to be cool with each other it's no set tripping like scene wise you know like yeah. I'm cooler than you type of, I've, I haven't seen it
0: cool um yeah.
1: But yeah, that scene is still around, man. You know, yeah. like a lot, a lot of youth is are doing their things, and my Sound Army guys and girls are a part of that. You know, like mm-hmm. they've
0: yeah, I in believe... all
1: different bands.
0: Cool. I believe there's a, a documentary on Netflix about that scene. Actually, that I saw about this about the backyard scene. The bands one. Um, yeah, it, it came out like a couple of years ago, about two or three years ago. I think it's called Los... Actually, Los L.A. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You're going to laugh when I tell you this. One of my Sound Army guys, they're in that too.
0: Oh, okay. They're
1: um, the band called, um, like, what was Something Idiots? How can I forget? Something Idiots that they used to call themselves, but they would do, they're actually in that movie. Like, one of the guys that, um Chewy, he plays drums in that band. And it was a few other bands that he was in, and they ended up, he's the one who actually showed me, like, look, I got it in this film, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's cool, dude. Yeah, that
1: was a, that was a good documentary I saw some of that it was
0: really cool mm-hmm. so like as an African-American male like you know being in the scene did you remember experiencing any racism at all in the early days or was it just all all good all the time Or uh, was it kind of like maybe I remember like getting looks like what is this guy doing here and, and we used to go to shows in Pennsylvania where it's a lot of like rednecks and you know a lot of big uh F-150 truck driving people <laughs> you know what I mean and we'd, be at, we'd be at slayer shows and they would be appalled to see, you know, me and my buddy at the shows. I'm talking like in the 80s and 90s and stuff like that. Anything like that here mm-hmm. was just all good for you? Like as a, you know,
1: um, I could say I could say I've had a few incidences, but for the most part, I've I've um, I've we've had some pretty cool people that I grew up with, you know, like just. Yeah. But it's a trip because, like, I remember playing a show and um, some guy, you know, I swore he was eyeing me and I, you know, I'm trying to be cool, whatever. Yeah. He punches me, dude, like right in my mouth, man. And, and so I run and just basically push him. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing, dude? And I, and I just finished playing a show. It was like, you know, it was a show that I actually played at, like, and, uh, and, and this is when I was an adult, but it's, it's, it's such a strange thing. I could say like, you know, a lot of, a lot of the people that I grew up with were actually pretty cool. You know, cool. you, you do have like, you know, I mean, the last fight that I got into was in high school with some racist heavy metal guy. So mm. it was weird to find, you know, not only per, a person, you know, like a lot of I got along with everyone, but you had, you know, I guess heavy metal guys back then didn't like punkers plus me being black. Right. And this guy, you know, I knew he had problems and, and he kept picking on me. So I was like, all right, cool, whatever. He called me the N word and I knocked him out.
0: So Yeah, you know, but that. the the little thing that they didn't don't, you know, they didn't know is that you know, Public Enemy was sampling Slayer back in the day yeah. on 1988, 1989, you know, rain and blood. So it's all one, man. And we've always just been one. There's never been any separation, in my opinion, over the years. You know what I'm saying? Um, so do you have yeah, any I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. What were you gonna say?
1: I think, um, like even me, you know, I love Public Enemy a lot, but I was really into like a lot of Slayer and like a lot of underground punk bands, like Pink Turds in Space, and of course mm. Bad Brains and right. know, early Napalm Death and all that stuff. Mm. I just think like, and I could say like, I'm glad that I had the friends that I had because like in high school we were the freaks. We were all different races and all that but we were the death rockers, the punk rockers, the, the alternative type dudes. Mm-hmm. People would throw food at us. You know, we had the crazy hair and the makeup and all that stuff. And,
0: exactly. you know,
1: yeah. it didn't matter. Like we were just the freaks and people really weren't really, yeah. That's,
0: that's, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I got
1: too many stories of that but I, I've had positive and negative experiences with that, you know?
0: Right, right, right. You know. Um, So, do you have like any affiliation with Black Rock Coalition? I'm sure you're a fan, like Fishbone, Living Color, Twenty Four Seven Spies. Um, you know, of course, Fishbone. I'm a fan of know. all those
1: bands. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of all those bands. But when I even, in no disrespect to them, I'm sure that they have like other things that they're doing. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a part of it, but it was more like kind of like they weren't really accepting anybody. So it's just like. Whatever, right. I still support just like in word, you know, like I, I just feel like for me that they, they, there's something that I could support just, um, just in like, you know, I'm not really a part of any scene <laughs> per se. And right. I felt like with that, you know, it's just, I can support them from a distance, you know, like I don't have to be a part of it, but I do yeah. appreciate what they've done. And I'm, you know, I'm actually going to be writing on them from my Black History of Rock and Roll tribute that I do um on facebook and instagram one
0: oh, of these I a, days. i have to check that out i have to check that out yeah. um yeah. i'm a big uh thrash metal uh, fan any like thrash metal bands that like influence your style like bear your thrash or like you know from the 80s or 90s that yeah. you know
1: Lots. i love of course flair which mm. it's funny. I like Creator, Slayer, with the more death thrash, the th- death thrash metal, because there's a death thrash punk that does not get a lot of, a lot of, you know, people don't talk about that much, but mm-hmm. I-, I can explain that if you want. But I like cre- Creator, Slayer, um, Vengeance Rising, which Vengeance Rising was kind of death metal too, um death row from germany they were a really good band
0: oh Boy they were Bond. like a technical progressive band death yes. row those guys are they're, insane man i know i really, just listened to them amazing. back in the 80s they're amazing yeah
1: and they're underrated it's like them and atheist like oh dude, yeah those are some great
0: bands man you know yeah like, i'm a big atheist fan that album elements and piece of yeah, time jeez man that's so time, genius that's
1: yeah man they, they're amazing like, mm-hmm. like just as far as like their technicality and the way that they, you know, put together their their the arrangements, man. And mm-hmm. it's, it's what I like about bands like, like Suffocation too. You know, like right. I always call it suffocation. I know I'm delving into the death metal thing. I talk about death metal all the time.
0: But like right. suffocation
1: right. is one of those bands where it's like the arrangements is just like amazing, you know. Atheists yes. still had, had the same thing. Another band, Atrocity, that's more death metal. But yeah, I liked a lot of thrash metal too and stuff coming up.
0: Yeah, a lot you of know. the European trash bands were a legendary. But the thing about Atheist that I always thought was cool and also like his death is that they, you could hear the jazz influences. You could tell oh, that yeah. those guys were into Weather Report, Chick Korea. You know, mm-hmm. it was just death metal vocals over these like extreme jazz chops. Yep. So those guys are super talented along with like Cynic, you know. I, I love that band. Oh, yeah. Oh, those, that band. yeah, you know. So, um, But people, you know, they hear the death metal vocal and they just automatically don't want to go any further but there's like all this musicality behind that that that's extended oh, okay. in you know especially a, you know I'm atheist you know
1: i'm a death metal fan i mean i've been even as a punk rocker you know back in the day i was really into all the all that stuff man like shoot, yeah you know i mentioned suffocation but um you know i was into like grindcore stuff too which is more punk rock to me at that point it was more hardcore punk Mm-hmm. But of course, you know, like in the 90s, I think everything kind of coalesced together, you know, like death, grindcore, you know, grindcore, death metal, all that stuff, you know, like, and just, um, I love, you know, death, of course, obituary, more, more traditional death metal. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Atrocity, who I think before they went, you know, what they are now, before Atrocity, I mean, shoot, the album Hallucinations is one of the most underrated death metal albums I mean, like in lyrical context, as well as like arrangement, they right. had some really trippy like changes in rhythmics, time signatures and that stuff too. Plus it was the first socially conscious death metal, you know, album, even yeah. before death started kind of getting into their like more, more or less score stuff. If you ever check out that album, man, it, it's a trip and the lyrics on uh, that atrocity album is like, wow, dude, they're talking about some real stuff real stuff man some heartfelt stuff you know like
0: yeah the only atrocity um, album i had was blood i think it's called blood b-l-u-t or yeah that was before hallucinations
1: and that was Mm -hmm. just like a um okay we're gonna put this out but hallucinations dude that that was just like what the album after that's good too Mm -hmm. but the hallucination is still like my favorite one it's the arrangements and everything it's just like wow the changes the blasting all that stuff man just like And what he's talking about, like it's a trip. It's like a long story, but on some real, like real life, it's a trippy album, dude. Like, that's one of my favorite death metal albums.
0: Awesome. (laughs) So, I know some of your personal stuff is more of a lot of like noise experimental stuff. Any influences on that or any old school bands that, you know, were kind of like in that noise experimental realm for you that influenced you?
1: Actually, I have a few different projects. That's just one of many projects that I have. I need to release retrospective stuff that I've done since the nineties.
0: Uh-huh. I
1: have, I have my solo bass stuff, which is a little bit more experimental. I have my solo, solo stuff, which is everything that I've done melding the one. And then I have my um, early seventies rock and roll, um, influence, um, band call, you know, that, that I have, um, and that's it sounds like basically Sabbath Funkadelic um, with wow. some gothic overtones, you know, like that's kind of like what I'm going for, like, like 1969 to 1974. That's the sound that I'm going for. Mm-hmm. Um, and but the experimental stuff, man, it's just high energy stuff that I'm into. I like a lot of it. You know, avant garde like jazz and stuff like,
0: like uh, John, John Zorn type stuff.
1: I like john zorn but i'm more i like john zorn's naked city and masada
0: uh-huh. um
1: i can't say that like i'm really into everything that he's done but naked city is probably the one thing that i like the most but as far as like the more experimental stuff i like a lot of stuff like albert Eiler, um cecil taylor on the classical side of that i like stuff like john cage you know of course sun ra right. um right you know people people like um Justice Yeldham, even though I was doing that stuff before I even heard of him, Justice Yeldham plays glass. Um mm. composers like Shinnary Hung. Um shoot. Like people like um Ali composers like Ali Wilson.
0: Atrezyne, New, New I always thought they were pretty experimental. Um they were a part yeah. of that that desert doc that came out. It was like they did this big show out in the desert back in the '80s, and they, they played that show. Huh. Yeah, Anschutzine. Yeah. So, what about any uh, industrial? Do you like, um, Killing Joke or Ministry? I'm sure. Are you a fan of any of that stuff? Industrial metal.
1: I like some of it. When mm-hmm. I was younger, I was more into it. But the the industrial, like you know, Killing Joke's dope. But the industrial stuff that I'm probably more into is like the early, earlier stuff like SPK, oh. Um, you know, groups like that are just really noisy and kind of just like like pretty avant garde type stuff. Like, you know, Stockhausen's earlier stuff. People don't cite him as an industrial influence, but Stockhausen had a huge influence on a lot of that stuff.
0: Mm, um, wow. I like yeah. nice
1: design, even though like they're, they can go beyond that. Faust. Faust is not I could say yeah Faust is a progressive rock band but at the same time they've done all kinds of different things man like and even I mean you know I can say that I'm probably in Skinny Puppy of course Mm -hmm. um shout out to my homeboy um Data Data (laughs) how could I forget Data Bomb Dre he he's worked with Skinny Puppy
0: oh Um, wow yeah they're legendary Skinny Puppy for sure legendary yes. yeah
1: there's another band called mental destruction that i really like they're from europe i, I used to talk with sam from that group
0: i don't mm. know where
1: he is now um and then there's groups like tunnel canary again they're more experimental though like people would just call them noise rock you can't really label tunnel canary they're just violent you know harsh noise even though the the main guy nathan holiday shout out to him is like really peaceful, <laughs> right, <know>? right? Right. Right. <laughs> I like I like just like really, just you know like SBK SPK's earlier stuff. You know like, you know a little throbbing gristle. Even though I don't particularly care for like a lot of their com, like their, their their a lot of some of the things that they represent, but mm-hmm. just like wrenched industrial stuff like that. You know like um, I can I can't think of, you know.
0: Right, But yeah. I, I can't say
1: that I'm more into that now than I was when I was younger. As far as, like, the industrial metal stuff, I, I Ministry was, you know, Psalm 69 was pretty cool. Um, well,
0: yeah, that's, like, a classic. I mean, I think, like, yeah. the new groups that are kind of doing the hip-hop industrial, like Death Grips and h 99 I mean, at least they're implementing that in their music, you know, they're being creative it's with funny. it, I you never, know.
1: I never thought of those guys, like, as industrial, but, yeah, I like them a lot. I actually... I used to correspond with Zach Hill a lot and people thought oh, the I was drummer.
0: Zach Hill the drummer? Yeah, he's oh a cool
1: God. cat, man. I met him at this Jeez. boredom's um this boredom's thing that he, that he played in. But um yeah, so- I like that. I like Death Grips. I like, you know, um Dalek, all those bands like that, you know.
0: Um mm-hmm. You talking about the Boredoms from Japan, the Asian? Yeah. The, yeah, yeah, I like the Boredoms a lot. I, I saw them on Palooza tour, like, 93,
1: 94. Oh, shoot, you saw that, man. I heard about that gig. I heard that was an awesome gig.
0: Yeah, man, it, those guys are insane, man. Insane, dude, dude. his old band, I's old
1: band, their lead singer, I can't even, Harit, oh, my God, Hatari, some. That band is crazy. There's no recorded gigs of him, but he one of the things that he's known for <laughs> he's that the, the old band before he formed the boredoms basically. that guy was throwing stuff at people. he, he one of his performances he drove a bulldozer through the venue that they were playing. <laughs> Wow, that is
0: insane. I'll send
1: you the video, man. I was like, I mean, it's not a video of that, but somebody was talking about him, and I thought, like, man, yeah, I Yamadazuka is also in Naked City too. He was the lead singer of Naked City, John Zorn's project as well.
0: Uh, Yeah, a a few years ago, I saw Melt Banana with the Melvins at the Troubadour. And Mel Banana, they were insane. I was so excited to see them more than the Melvins because I, I had already saw the Melvins many times before that. But Melt Banana, that was my first time seeing them live. Mel Banana is
1: one of my favorite bands. As a matter of fact, I know those guys. Like they got my oh. band Havalina to open up for them twice. And um, I've I've seen Melt Banana probably eight times. I love. That's one of my favorite bands. I know Agata and Yako. They're cool people.
0: Oh, so um, you guys played with them, huh?
1: Yeah, we played with them twice. We played with them at the Chorus Club in L.A. Then they got us to open up for them at the Troubadour in Los Angeles, like back in the early 2000s. They're they're cool people, man. Like, you know, that's like one of my favorite bands, man. Like I've seen them probably more than I've seen any other band.
0: Damn, you know. dude. If we ever make it out of COVID and you guys play with them, let me know. Hit me on the freaking Facebook instant messenger. <laughs> let me know, dude. And I'll I'll drive to Long Beach hey, that and I'll, was, I'll that live was out. decades know.
1: ago.
0: Oh, uh, okay. But uh, yeah, dude, it was good to see you. Yeah, them. where are you? Um, what are you saying? Man, dude, I'm in Palmdale. I'm like outside of Santa Clarita, but I'm always mm. in LA because I do... <laughs> I'm always in L.A. because I do Uber and uh, Grubhub on the side. Like, cause I'll, So I come down there on the weekends to try to make my money. You know what I'm saying? But uh, my yeah, regular yeah. job is from home. I have my regular at-home job. But I'm always in L.A. And, of course, when the shows come back, I'm going to be going. You know, I go to a lot of shows. So I'll be back, I'll be back down there. Um, the last time I was in Long Beach, I was at a place called, uh, I think it's called D. Piazzi's, and we saw Year of the Dragon. It was that's a uh, waltz group yeah. from Fishbone, Year of the Dragon. So, I'll be back down there as soon as we're able to go yeah. to shows again, man. Um, So, are you into? Any the, I know you're probably into some good psych like Hawkwind or any African psych that you might want to talk about at all. Yes, psych-
1: I I love a lot of that stuff. A lot of. The, I like all that stuff. Zamrock, you know, like um
0: yeah, um, which yeah, gozi
1: Family, you know, yeah. all those cats. Um, Hawkwind bands like the misunderstood um you know groups like Lard free all that i like anything that's pretty much from the late 60s and early 70s that's heavy dark crazy and just spastic like so i mean you know um what's the name tomorrow's gift is another great band that doesn't get props as far as like I guess people call it pre prog rock in kind of post psychedelic type stuff. I, I don't know where they were from, but they were a great
0: band. Um, Mother's you know, Gift. The Crazy huh?
1: World of Arthur Brown. Huh?
0: Mother's Gift, you said, huh? Is the name of the band.
1: Oh, no, Tomorrow's Gift. Oh, Tomorrow's, Tomorrow's Gift.
0: Gift. Tomorrow's Gift. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, all right. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah, man. You, I'm sorry. <laughs> Dude, you're telling me about a lot of stuff. So I, I think I know stuff, but dude, it's like a lot of people that know stuff that you don't, man. So tell me about um the Instant Band Project. When did dude. I get started, and what's what what is the deal with that? Is it all just like freeform? Anybody can come and jam out. The Instant Band Project.
1: Yes, Instant Band is a, Instant Band is a game that I made up on my birthday. Thank God. Um, like seriously, the most I was like i'm like wow really um fall of 99 around my birthday you know my 25th birthday Mm -hmm. i got this idea to basically like invite you know a bunch of people in in a birthday for a birthday party that i had you know like um and basically i invited friends and and of course family and and we all came and my, my friends that were artists brought their stuff like um and basically like I wanted to debut this band, this game. So we um, set up the instruments at the house and basically told, you know, the, the game, you know, it consists of anyone and everyone. Oh no. Oh no.
0: What's up? I think are you are you good on your end? Yeah, I'm good on my end, man. I saw okay. that little pop up. We're good, dude. Yeah, I was like, what bro. the heck? Um, <laughs> so. We're so good, what bro. Happened, basically like
1: we basically have it's a game for musicians and non-musicians we played it that night and then you know my band create at the time that's and it's funny we debuted that band that night as well um we started doing music programs in schools and stuff we did it at this park um actually at the at the the library that i work at Mm -hmm. and the lady next door at the park loved what she saw. So she had us basically do a six-week music program, which I debuted that game that I made up. And, you know, a year or two, a few years after that, she had, you know, she was like, hey, there's all these youth that are around here that are kind of into the, the same thing that you're into. You know, we, we need something. And Uh so basically I started doing that particular game every week and I got, you know, and also I did that game in the schools, you know, like even my guys from create shout out to those cats, they, they're married and I was the only one that wasn't. So I basically went into the schools and, and did the sixth week curriculum. I modified a lot of stuff too, but I, I put that game in there and, and, you know i started using it with that and then um i'm so sorry <laughs> i'm trying to get that's all okay. this stuff out that's okay man um i started using that at the park too you know and so they, the game basically has been played by so many different youth i've been to camps i've been the parks i've you know been to schools with it it's been so cool and and i've seen it got to the point where um some of these kids were like, man, we want to learn how to play. And I didn't know like what to do. So I asked the boss that I had at the time, you know, like, hey, we need some teachers. And he's all, why don't you teach? And I'm like, okay. So I basically started teaching. And that's where the sound army became more official. That's where I formed the collective that we have, you know, based off of my students, the uh, their parents, and the other participants that were a part of our community that kept coming to Instant Band. A lot of these kids were like, a lot of these kids are adults now, some of the earlier members of this Sound Army crew or some of the neighborhood kids that would come out. Oh. So it was really cool, like just to have, um, and some of them bring their kids just to have that for the youth at the time. And, and it was basically our American Idol and our freaking, you know, way of just rock and rolling. And we didn't have, you don't have, I come from an experimental music background and I'm thinking, well, heck, Everybody's improvising and, you know, to the normal so-called normal area, it sounds like noise. Well, I'm improvising and I love playing with just even people that don't know how to play. Right. right. Why, why not use that as a bridge to basically introduce these kids to music? And a lot of them got into it because of that. And the ones that didn't, they got into some other stuff and that's cool. You know, so basically the game has been a tool to, to introduce not only people to music, but to introduce them to the, their own creative endeavors. Whether you play music or not, you're creative. Whether yeah. you're a musician or not, you're still an artist. Whether mm. you are are at um, a law firm, it takes creativity to, to bring up the ideas that you use. Mm-hmm. So for me, I use music as a catalyst to basically communicate that idea that you could you, if you can just pick up this instrument and do anything, you can do anything with anything else that you pick up that you're interested in. So that's nice. where the instant band, that's the purpose with instant band.
0: That's an awesome mindset, man. I think it's that it's, it's important to always incorporate the arts and music in the, in the community and make sure that the younger kids know that's an option. You know what I'm saying? Because when we were growing up, I feel like it was more prevalent than nowadays, you know, like my I have two kids, and my daughter she plays a ukulele, she plays the flute, she plays the uh violin, you know. But my other daughter she doesn't really, you know, she plays a little bit of ukulele, but she's not really like that excited about playing an instrument as as Micah is. But um, I think it's important, you know, at a young age to, to be exposed to that. And are you guys doing this every week or every other week, or we were doing
1: it every Saturday, unfortunately, COVID closed that down. But check this out. The cool Mm. thing about, like, um, these, a a lot of the youth that have been doing that, because COVID um, has closed down our parks, some of them have taken it to the beach. You know, like my Sound Army crew, Sound Army, I don't know how many members are in Sound Army now. It's a lot. I stopped counting. But there's always a core that are still active, even when there's other ones that are just, they're going to be always Sound Army, even if they're not active. The core of the, the the current Sound Army, they've actually taken it to the beach and, and basically put you know, um, instant band. They've been practicing social distances, but they wanted to make sure because they just missed it so much. You know, they missed that you know it was our release every week. You know, mm-hmm. one of the guys says it's, it's his therapy. For me, it, it's it gets a lot out because I get to play all the instruments. Plus, I have a lot of I'm a very high energy person
0: i know email. i noticed <laughs> yeah <laughs> dude let me know man because i you know i play bass and i do vocals dude i'll come down we'll do a bad raise cover Living color or something like that you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so I
1: just make everything up from spot man it don't even know. have to be a cover man and i know it, it's just fun man and yeah that, i will let you know man when when hopefully it gets back in the section in session i just love playing man i love it all you
0: know yeah, for sure, dude. Yeah, that's that's awesome, man. It's good to hear about that that project, you know. So did, did you, were you ever going to any of the street scene shows back in the day? I heard that, like, Jane's Addiction, Fishbone, like, in L.A. in the 80s, there was this big thing called the street scene. Are you familiar with it?
1: I've heard of it, but I never made it out to any of those. Things. And in Long Beach, it's funny, Long Beach had a thing called the Day of Music um, where they had, you know, like, all kinds of different cats playing. I mean, shoot. And then we had the Funk Fest.
0: Um, oh the Long Beach Punk, to, uh, the Long Beach Punk Fest. Yeah, I came to that a couple of times. It's great.
1: Yeah, we had that. We had the day of music. where we saw, I mean, Dave Winklin played there, Cassandra Wilson played. I've been to that, you know, um in in the funk fest. But like as far as I've heard of the, the the street scene thing in LA, but I never made it out to that, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Cause one thing about LA is it's like if you're from Orange County, that you have a whole scene to support you in orange county if you're from long beach then you could just be in long beach you know what i mean and not really venture out you know to la or to northern california because there's so much going on so that's a cool thing about being you know here in this scene so are you a face warning fan i think i saw a poster where you were listening to like an old school face warning album or any of that progressive stuff progressive metal
1: I, you know, I, I, I liked that song by Fate's Warning that um um I could never say that title because I've seen that title in other songs too, and I actually have a song called that Diaz are I have a song on my, my death metal project called Diaz Ere, or oh, Brian Core.
0: okay. But I like yeah.
1: that song. like Actually, no, it's called Kyrie Eleison. How could I forget that? I'm orthodox. What the heck? It's right. called um, Lord Mercy or Kyrie Eleison, and that, the riff it was in my head because I'd I remember it on that from that movie Um River's Edge.
0: Okay. And it just gotcha. You know,
1: gotcha. I that movie how can I say this? That movie is messed up. I, I can't I, I don't I haven't seen it in a long time, but I've always liked the beginning of that song.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: um Carrie on, So I yeah, I like that um dun, that doom part. <laughs> You
0: know, like yeah man, i, I like
1: that song, so i had to post that you
0: know yeah i grew up on face morning like the no exa album and perfect symmetry those guys are great musicians man um so like what i've been doing with my friends has been this like top four thing like what's your top four favorite lineups as far as shows you've seen over the years like what comes to memory of like lineups that you're like oh i'm never ever gonna forget this you know and when i say lineup, like three bands that play together or you know oh. You still there? Hello? Yeah, you still there, oh, aren't you? Man. Did you hear my question?
1: Yeah, I, this thing was tripping.
0: Yeah, it was You said top
1: bit. four favorite lineups?
0: Yeah, like as far as, as, far concerts, as band? concerts that you saw. It doesn't have to be metal, just like overall. Dude,
1: that's hard. Definitely Melpinata. out of the first time that I saw them. We, we opened for them at the Chorus Club. That's one of my favorite shows, even till this day by them. Like, man. Uh-huh. Um, who else? That's hard, man. That's a <laughs> that
0: Yeah. So hard. When, when you're as old as There's we a... are, you start forgetting the lineups, you know what I mean? 40 <laughs> some years old. So I understand, dude. So.
1: There's a band called Driven Out from Carson. That was, I mean, they're a local band. I don't even know if they're still, I think that's the name of that. I think that was their name, but that was, <laughs> I remember being sick, like, Me and my homeboy, I was in a punk band called Vito Manor with uh, Kumar from this band called Kumar or or, or Kurt Thompson is in a band called Heavenly Trip to Hell, but we were in a punk band called Vito Manor um, back in the day. But we were at this place called Taco Beach. It's not how it looks now, but it was a hole in the wall then. This band called Driven Out, first it was some other punk bands and I wasn't really feeling them, you know, like, you know, but I was just still there because I'm like, okay. And I wasn't feeling good either. Yeah. Driven out got up, man. (laughs) Dude, the tables cleared. That whole place just like they dude, put it like this that was instant healing. I felt so good after that
0: game. (laughs) Right on, right on.
1: So that's like one, and then there's two who oh man, that's so hard. Like, I have to think, man. Um shoot.
0: Ah. Like one for me, I, I saw Candiria with King Diamond. It was King Diamond and Candiria. I don't know if you know Candiria from Brooklyn, New York.
1: Yeah, I've heard them.
0: Yeah, but absolutely sick lineup and like unlikely. You would you wouldn't expect King Diamond to be playing with them because they're like a hardcore band. <laughs> it's just okay. crazy, you know. But um, yeah, I'm a big King Diamond, Merciful Fate fan too. So I'm uh, sorry to move on, but like as far as Brutal Pits, any memorable Brutal Pits over the years that you thought that you were not going to make it out of or that
1: I've been in so many pits. I don't even know, man. Like,
0: and I'm usually the wiry guy
1: that like, <laughs> I've, I've gotten so used to like being that little wiry guy and navigating myself through there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I don't right. know
1: anymore, man. I just have a blast, especially and plus I'm a high energy dude. So if I'm hearing blast feeds, they're just like, just like it's on dude. Like despise you. That's, that was an awesome freaking pit, man. Like, Despise You with Brutal Truth and Man is a Bastard. Mm-hmm. When Despise You got on, woo! <laughs> That was brutal. Awesome. Brutal Truth, oh, isn't man. that? It, uh, br-
0: brutal Truth, that's Danny Lokler's band from Nuclear Assault, right?
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, Danny's cool, too,
1: man. I met that dude a few times. He's real cool, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Man. man. Oh, man.
1: <laughs> I bet that was sick, dude.
0: But yeah, man, that's about it, man. I, I appreciate your time today, dude, and it was it was entertaining, dude. It was great talking to you, and it hit me up, bro. I got your phone number, so hit me up, man. Yeah. And hopefully, we'll be able to go to shows again, eventually. That'd soon. be
1: cool. I feel, <laughs> I feel like I want to apologize because sometimes, like, like <laughs> like I get stuck with questions, and I always I get overwhelmed to answer.
0: No, dude. dude I cool, feel man.
1: like there's so much to say. But I don't know how to sum it up. <laughs> oh, you
0: did You did great, man. It's really supposed to just be a conversation. You know what I'm saying? Just like if the cameras weren't on, whatever. But uh, I just, just something I'm doing. It's therapeutic for me because, you know, I love talking music, dude. I could talk music all night, man. I could just, I know with a person like you, we could just like get into it, you know, talk about creator and SOD, MOD, all those great groups, you know, but we don't have enough time for all that shit. So it's like. <laughs> You know, oh, I just thought of another gig too. When I saw
1: King Crimson, I oh, saw man. King Crimson. I'm a wow. prog rock fan big time. I've been since I was a kid. Robert Fripp. But when huh? I saw King Crimson, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing though. The first song that I ever heard, not to cut you off, the first no. song I ever heard by them was Lark Tongues and Aspect One. And check this out, you're gonna laugh. Cause I had barely had any money, but I really wanted to see this gig and I got a scalp ticket. And and the, the dude was like, it's, it's such and such. I'm like, I don't have that, man, I only got 40. He's all, take the bloody ticket, you know, like, and I got it, <laughs> I got like, I think I got like the fifth or sixth row. I was like right in front of them. And they started off with the very first song I ever heard by them. And I was like, oh, like my mind was racing. Just like my eyes were looking all over the stage. Yeah, I'm a Crimson and Magma fan, all those guys, you know, like. Oh um, go ahead. I forgot to mention, speaking of that, if you like Japanese like bands that are kind of out there, check yeah. out a band called Ruins. I actually played with that drummer. The band Ruins is amazing. Actually, that drummer actually um has done stuff with John Zorn and a, a few other people, but Ruins is amazing, man. If you like some really tripped out like changes and all that stuff,
0: yeah, yeah and yeah, just yeah.
1: basic drums, man, they rule. I played, I played with with that drummer basically covering their songs man like that was awesome i had fun doing that
0: yeah i just found out about magma through derek because i i look at his youtube channel and he's just a plethora of music you know he's yeah. always turning There's me on to new guy. stuff and um i'm actually thinking about getting him on here next because oh, dude do. i,
1: I want to interview him myself man but yeah i got a legend dude like he he's you know of course a musician but he's he knows his stuff man he you does know, like, he, he's he's done a lot of movement stuff too you know like like seriously dude like yeah. talk to him about that. like like seriously right like, on um, some, like
0: yeah I didn't really really i'm not familiar with the Omaha scene but ever since I've been checking his station out he's been kind of hipping me to all the, the hardcore bands and punk bands out of Omaha that are legendary so yeah that guy he knows a lot <laughs> and he's in his 60s so he's yeah, like I mean, a generation before us you yeah. know so. Between
1: like the punk thing and the Panther thing, I'm serious. Like that guy has a lot of history. Like, like I have to like, like I feel overwhelmed because I was a bunch of questions that I want to ask him based off of those movements. You know, like yeah, because I know he knows a lot, and we're into like a lot of the same kind of weird punk and progressive rock stuff too. Absolutely, um, and absolutely the fact that you know he has some history with the Panthers as well. You know, so it's pretty cool. You know,
0: like just. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't know you had history yeah. with the Panthers. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool, man. Yeah, but uh, about that, man. I will, for sure, bro. All right, man. Well, you have a good night, man. I'm out of here, man. I appreciate it.
1: I really appreciate it. I hope I wasn't too scattered, man. No, dude. Like, was... I always try to.
0: <laughs> it was great, man. It was great. It was good getting to know you, man. Awesome, man. I appreciate it. Peace. Thank you, man. All right. You be safe, brother. Thanks All right, a lot. Peace, man. God bless. All right. Peace.